talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We're talking about practice, man. Coming to you almost live from the Behind the Call studio, welcome to Behind the Call. Well, here we go. It happened. <laughs> yeah. Don't say anything stupid, Evan. I was just gonna. I was just gonna give him a proper introduction. Okay, go for it. You know, <laughs> coming in at six foot and shorter than Evan, the OG. Yeah. What number is five, mean? Coach Sean Thompson. Because we were comparing heights the other day, and you, you were wanna, like, you "I'm taller than you." He's you didn't want to guess. Didn't want to guess. Yeah. How tall am I? Give me a proper introduction. Six two. I'm not going to talk again until I get a proper introduction. <laughs> this is going to be it. So uh, try one more yeah. time. Ready, go. Six two. Proper introduction. <laughs> Coming in uh-huh. at six foot two, the original number five, oh. Coach Sean Thompson. That's much better. That's pretty good. It is. I like that one. I was betting the man, the myth, the legend somewhere in there. Yeah, don't overdo it, especially coming from him. <laughs> man. I'm gonna I accept you I'm up gonna, on the last one. I'm going to accept that tonight. Okay. But next time I come, you guys make sure. I get Whoa. It. Next Behind time I come. In a year or two. <laughs> in a year or two. <laughs> do you have a breaking news thing? I can do it. It's, uh-huh. I've missed the point now, though. Yeah. All right. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Behind the Call in what is a crazy cool episode, I think, yeah. personally. Uh, we got the one and only Coach Sean Thompson here with us. I mean – can't believe he's coming, but here he is. Yeah. Well, I was holding we're, we're off. We're excited, though. Yeah, I was texting him today, and I was holding back on the information that we're recording at Evan's house. That's why I didn't think he would go. And then he said, he said I'm not going to be there. And so then I was like, <laughs> fair enough. I did lie. I'm sorry. Lie by omission. The, the funny part is, is all I have to do is look up at Evan, and he looks down. So <laughs> I'm going to use the mind control tonight when he asked me dumb questions <laughs> um so i'm sorry in advance oh man well we typically start off by doing rocket stuff rocket news um and we can do that still but with coach sean here we're going to talk a lot of things y'all got some questions prepared right maybe where's the notepad i knew he's gonna, say something. <laughs> <laughs> gonna say something yeah it's upstairs uh, okay this should be interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll start off. Go Your ahead. thoughts on the season so far, Coach? It's crazy, man. COVID, um, you know, thinking you're not going to get anything to um, being thrown into something quickly. Um, it's tough. Um, but to be able to play, um, give these seniors that last opportunity to go out and give everything they have, um, to a sport that they love so much, to to a, a school, the team, the community, the program, um, you know, we're we're grateful for that and, and really blessed for the opportunity. Um, we haven't had to close down. You see so many teams each week having to close down um, and not getting to play, and and we we haven't had to do that yet. Um, our kids have been extremely diligent in the things that um, that's expected of them as far as to make the season go. Um, so, you know, it's just blessings every day. And I, and I know that, that that's kind of corny, but really that's, what, that's where we're at. Because, um, you know, tomorrow's not promised. So, 
you know, all those years of hearing coaches say, you got to play each play like it's your last because you never know when it's the end. I mean, that's the truth now. And to see these guys go out and answer the call each week, I mean, any just being able to play is enough for me. At what point – because this is something I was wanting to ask for a while. It's like, at what point did you realize this season is going to be different? I mean, did, did it come in the summer? Did it come before oh, that? Uh, really, when, when, it, when we shut down um, – you know, when when baseball lost its season, and and I seen how quick that happened when they when they canceled the state basketball tournament, and I seen that happen. I was like, oh, this is real. Um, and you know, you get to the beginning of the summer when we should be working out, we're not working out. It's like this is this may not happen. Um, but you got to sit there and, and tell the kids that they got to be ready at a moment's notice, and and then they keep pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off. Um, it was frustrating. Um, so um, Coach Hodge um, is a mentor of mine. He told me every day did a good job keeping keeping me from entering um, classic psycho Sean Thompson mode and panic mode and and and, and just kept me level headed and it eventually happened. So um, I, I felt that way from the beginning. For uh, for you and your like entire coaching staff, what is like the biggest challenge that you face because of like the whole COVID situation? Um, you know what what the kids are doing when they're not with us. Um, they do a pretty good job of following the expectations when they're with us. You know, we have great kids, um, but they go home, um, and, and not everybody feels the same way about it. You know, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. I have I have opinions of my own um, that are different than. Uh, what people may think when it comes to um, COVID and, and what it is and and and, and what it could be. Um, but they're not with us all the time. But those few hours of the day that, that we take are important, but the majority of their time spent away from us. So um, it's scary not knowing you know what's going on what, what happens when they're when they're not there and when a kid doesn't show up oh oh crap what's going on you know but the kids do a great job of communicating with us so we know uh, the majority of the time you know what's happening and, and you know, it's to a point where it just feels normal so um <laughs> i hate to say that it feels normal but yeah. you know it, i feel like we're doing a great job and hopefully we continue to do that yeah how how difficult was it in the summer whenever you were having to practice in like was it pods at oh ten goodness. or something? It made for well, long days. It was ten. Um, it started out at ten, um, and you had to stay in in that group of ten. Um, and you know us having a lot of players for a small school, but not a lot of coaches um, that could be there during the day. You know, half of our coaching staff works um, real. I shouldn't say real jobs, but jobs a nine to five. You know, outside of um, the school system, so it, it was difficult. It made for long days for a few of us. It, um, so some of us had to cancel vacations just to make sure that we had that opportunity for those that, that were going to be there. Um, it, obviously, it was never mandatory, and we never made the kids feel like it was, but it was amazing to see um, their dedication and commitment to being there. Um, so it made it all worth it, you know, to miss out on my vacation so that they'd have that opportunity to work out and, and keep their um, – keep their mindset that it was going to happen so um i'm happy it all worked out so you you got over 50 players on the roster right so yes. you would have like six different yes groups come in yes and then the coaches that weren't so you, the coaches that were there were having to take on extra 
duties that typically mm-hmm. aren't theirs. Yeah, and we we were coming in in the morning. Half of them were coming in the morning. Half were coming in the evening trying to make our schedules work. Um, and then when you split the groups in those 10, you know, all you could do is condition and lift. So we had to – I mean, we have two six six. Six five six six kids and six four kids. We had to, you know, just to be efficient in our time and our being in the weight room and being able to put them in groups. We had to put them by based off what they could lift and how tall they were, how long they were. You know, you lifting with Devin doesn't make a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? So you guys wouldn't work in a group yeah, together yeah. good, but position wise, y'all might on the field where you know. So you, you we couldn't really. There was just a lot of planning that went into it and. I have a really good coaching staff that um, was willing to do whatever it took. I, I was going to talk about Coach Thompson's college days. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Because uh, <laughs> well, you, went, you went to Campbellsville. Yes. So I, I was curious as to what other schools um, were looking at you and why you chose Campbellsville. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> um, I was – I was a, I guess, a, a stubborn kid. Um, I had it in my head. And originally, I wanted to go to Murray State. That's all I wanted. To, I'm afraid to get away too far away from my mom, um, and that was close. And it was, it worked for me. Um, and then I guess I had some Western coaches show some interest. They came to a game we played over that way, and and then they started contacting me every week. And then that's all it took. Um, went up there on a visit, loved it, ran the offense that I that I felt like I needed to be a part of. Were they recruiting you as a quarterback or receiver? Yeah, well, that's what I played at the time. What I found out after the fact is most people saw me as a receiver before I saw myself as a receiver. Um, but I was that's it. It was Western or nothing for me. And honestly, I probably wouldn't have went to college if it wasn't for um, football. But, uh, that, I mean, that fizzled out and, and, and that didn't – They, I mean, it wasn't – real um (laughs) um, they didn't want me like i wanted them but i didn't i didn't pay other schools attention because that was my mind was made up so i'm here late and i mean signing days already passed and it came down to one school uh somewhere around chicago i don't even remember what the school was um and then campbellsville and i was gonna go to the school whatever it was i don't know it was some purple school i don't remember what it was called (laughs) um but they were like taking these guys back in order of importance, I guess you would say, and, and telling them what they were, were doing. And it was down to me and another kid in the room, and he was a quarterback. I knew, I could tell. He was like, oh, he was your pro style, just prototypical quarterback. And, and I went in before him. I was like, well, that's all I needed to know. I'm not coming here now because <laughs> that's the kind of kid I was. Um, and this was Campbellsville. No, this was the school up north. Yeah, I, just, I wish I could remember okay. what school it was. I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. There was snow on the ground in like March or April. That's always fun. Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, they told me, "Yeah, you're gonna play receiver for us." And that guy sitting out in the room, you're gonna catch a lot of passes from here in the next four years. And I was like, "That's all I needed <laughs> yeah, to hear, guys. Yeah. I'm out of here." Um, so. I mean, Campbellsville, they had stuck with me and they were, they'd send me letters and I wouldn't respond. They'd call me and we'd talk a little bit, but they kept, they kept on, kept on. I went to the spring game and ended up going there. Um, it's probably the best decision or what needed to happen for me. Um, small town, small school, small community, staying what I was used to because um, I'm a guy, 
I'm a guy that's uh, is, I have a humongous shell around me, and it don't open very much, you know, for anybody. And once it does open, uh, I guess we get a little wild, but um, that doesn't happen often. Um, and it worked out. It was probably the best five years of my life. You know, a lot of people say four, but it took me five um, to get through it, and, and that's what I needed. Um, so they redshirt you? I redshirted. I uh, actually <laughs> about a month before reporting, I had appendicitis and I had emergency surgery. It was actually seeping. I think I was. I think I was supposed to die in that. And that's. I don't know. It was bad. It was. It was large and it was Yikes. bad. And then my. I mean, we don't even want to talk about what happened after that. But anyways, I go up there and I couldn't. I couldn't play right off rip. And then they, again, promised me to play quarterback. And I get there and first day there. So they promised you. Well, I mean, it was you're you're coming to play quarterback here, and that's what I was like. All right, that's all I need to hear. Because okay. in my head, I'm a quarterback. Coach Starnes told me four years ago, I'm a quarterback. I'm a quarterback. Coach Starnes talks. That's what that's what it is. You know, I'm a quarterback. I was a running back before that, and he told me I was a quarterback. Don't lie to me. <laughs> all right. And uh, first night there, they told me I'm playing receiver, and I was ready to go. I tried to transfer every year, um, but. Stayed, stuck it out, and ended up being the best thing that happened to me. How long did it take you to become a starter? Uh, do you want the truth? Whatever you want to say. If my <laughs> appendix didn't seep on me and I had to have it cut out, I would have started day one. That's the way I feel. But, no, I started that next season. I was a four-year starter. Okay. Um, and <laughs> a funny story, I told the guy that was starting out wide, um, if it wasn't for – for me being a redshirt right now, you'd be on the bench. I don't know why you talk to us like you do. You know, this dude was he trying to bully people. You know how it is. Um, but it was fun. What what type of offense did y'all run? It was a triple option. So you didn't see a whole lot of passes. Not fun. <laughs> it was not fun. But that, I hated but, it. but that would have been perfect for you as a quarterback. Exactly. They, they just didn't know what they were missing out on, huh? Man, I guess not. You remember? Oh, I do. Uh, you I do. Coach Thompson was you dirty. <laughs> But no, it was good. I was, I was, I'm a receiver. That's what I am. I, honestly, I'm probably a tight end. But I just fought for so many years. Um, my body wanting to get fat, um, and you know, and Brittany, you know, in college, you know, she liked to make cakes for me. And, stuff. <laughs> and I was like, Brittany, you're coming out, and we're running together. Um, but I probably should have just put that weight on and became a tight end. And, so you learned a lot about blocking. I guess. No. You didn't I, do much I, blocking? I'm, uh, yes, every play. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so receiver, my receivers are listening to this. No, I I did enough. Okay. Yeah. But that's right. that's not enough that's for not those enough. guys. Yeah. Like I said. So you were like Army and Navy and Air Force. I mean, you were rolling that. For a year, and then we had a new head coach come in. Right. Um, it's funny, Coach Peach, Triggs coach, was the guy that recruited me um, oh. to Campbellsville. He was the head coach then. Um, so that's a funny connection that we just had last yeah, week. I didn't know that. Um, but no, we had a guy come in from the arena league after that and was our ah. offensive coordinator. He threw it all over the place. The problem is, is he had a professional playbook. It was insane. So you did see lots oh, of yeah. passes your way it, after it, that first year. Yeah, it got there. Did you try to go back to quarterback with the new people coming in? Or? I tried to tell them every year. They didn't listen to me. <laughs> Especially when they went to the spread. I said, guys, are Let you sure? Let me hear you say that. So sure? how much team success <clears throat> Did y'all have? Uh, I was there in the in the down years of Campbellsville, the the rebuild. So when I went, the reason I ended up saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going to Campbellsville," we rewind a little bit. 
I went to that spring game, I told you, and I saw all these guys out there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? This is crazy. Um, they had U.K. transfer, Western transfer, um, all these Eastern uh, Kentucky transfer, all these D1 guys on their offense is amazing. I said, oh, my gosh, I got to be a part of this. And then they graduated after that next season. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm part of the here. rebuild, you know. And then uh, about two years after that, they started hitting JUCOs really hard, and, and it got back where it needed to be. So what uh, the recruitment process – as at, obviously you're a coach now, so you're going through it with your players you have. Yeah, but well, but it's also so much different now. So what the difference is between then and now, and just how difficult that whole process. The, the is. biggest thing that I would say the difference between then and now is the contact would typically start from your coach. So Coach Starnes did a good job of um, those guys that he felt like could play at the next level, um, getting us out there. And um, that that's probably the biggest difference. Those coaches aren't waiting for a coach to call. They're with Twitter and social media how it is. They're, they're contacting those kids first. And then I might get a phone call after the fact to make sure. Um, and, and, and me being young but still kind of old school, I feel like that's kind of backwards sometimes. So it's, it's really refreshing when there is those coaches out there that contact you first. Um, they want to know about the kid and what kind of kid he is because then I feel like they're really trying to invest in those kids. Um, because anybody can be a salesman, you know, mm-hmm. and I could be too. But, you know, for me, if I'm going to coach every year, I can't I can't sell you a lemon because mm-hmm. then the next time you come around when I really do have that right. that that sweet car, you know. They're not going to pay attention. Yeah, you remember that, that lemon I gave you. So that's, that's the big thing is, you know, with the coaches, you're going to get the truth mm-hmm. and – and that's the biggest difference to me. You were saying like you were all in on like Western. So yeah. how much like advice do you give your guys now? Like, you know, spread your wealth, take, you know, take all your offers and don't try and just zone in on. Yeah, for sure. The ones who, uh, the ones who invest their time in you now um, while you're being recruited, those are the ones you need to, you need to really be listening to. If you have, if you have a bunch of a D2s contacting you, you're probably a D2 player, you know, um, if you have a mix, um, if you have a mix D two D two and the smaller D ones, you know mm-hmm. type, you're you're probably you know a, a top of the line D two player with opportunity, yeah. um, in the right situation, and, and you know you, you look at our guys, we have a lot of guys that are upper level players if they find that right opportunity. Um, so it's hard for me to, you know, talking, yeah. you're looking at our guys now. We have those guys that do have those opportunities to be able to go and play some big-time football. Um, and I'm not necessarily talking to them when I'm t- – I'm just yeah. saying just anybody yeah. getting recruited. So Yeah. So you get out of Campbellsville, you graduate from Campbellsville. What happens next? Like how do you get back over this way? Um <laughs> um, so me and Brittany got married before my senior year of – college which was not a mistake at all um, because she for sure made me zero in and and become what I was supposed to be I spent that last year um, putting it all into football and and honestly had I mean I signed don't tell anybody this but I signed like three contracts to go play two different arena leagues. I was going to ask you that, and I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it. One overseas, um, 
and I didn't know what I was going to do. I just was signing everything. So are we talking <laughs> the AFL? No, the AFL 2, um, okay. a team out of Georgia, and then a, something smaller than that. Um, I don't know what that league was. And then the, some team, I don't I don't even remember what country it was. So uh, – wasn't – my coach told me that you had to get, get close to Germany. Because um, that's where the good football oh. is, as far as the leagues, because the NFL Europa or yeah, Europe yeah. or whatever it was, it was it wasn't a thing anymore. So it was get close to Germany. There was good football there. Um, so your your college coach is that how you got that uh, connections, connections with yes, the AFL? And, yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. He did a good job. You know, a, a lot of that is after the small school, you go to all these different tryouts. You know, I went to a Canadian Football League tryout. Um, didn't make that. That's different, by the way. That's just different. Um, but um, I, I I went to one arena at tryout, and then, of course, I just sent video um, overseas. But he did a good job of putting my stuff together and, and making me understand, which I try to do with the players, is it's not about taking your highlights. I had however many touchdowns. A touchdown may not be a highlight. You know, it's more demonstrating what you can – what you can bring to the team and and he did a good job of making me understand that and helping me put that together and honestly I didn't have to go to tryouts I was getting signed just based off what he put together for me and I, I was lucky to have him um so um and I, didn't end up doing any of that but and uh, I guess it was something like that where it's football at another level past college yeah there's always somebody out there that's probably going to be better than you are. They were all better than me. Um, and I didn't, I didn't mean that as that. For me, especially Arena League, I was a big physical receiver, um, possession receiver. I wasn't running up and down a field 50 yards. Even though that probably would have helped me, I didn't have to run a long ways because, like I said, I was fighting off being fat. Uh, it is what it is. Um, but – those guys were professional football players, right. no matter what level it is. Someone was paying them money um, to play football, to play a game, and they were going out and and, and fulfilling a dream. And, and for me, I was lucky to have that opportunity, even though I didn't um, take advantage of it. So, and, okay, so we <laughs> – off of that – You want to know why. Well, no. I was actually going to ask the difference – in talent and and like going from high school to to college okay i mean just that just that jump up i mean so at a place like campbellsville where they're going to take more players um to it, it helps with the the whole funding of you know school you're going to bring in players that you know that may be paying to go to school um i went i think i went into campbellsville with like there were 75 freshmen in my class and and i graduated with a class of like 18 and a couple of those guys came from a different different uh, year um, as far as when they came into college because um, I remember I redshirted um, so from my original class there was three of us in that 18 and hmm. so yeah yeah you know so when you're when you're going to a place like that there's going to be guys out there that shouldn't be out there um, but it's an opportunity for them to continue doing something they think they love um, and, and they um, they do love um, because you wouldn't go through college football, um, the job that it becomes if you didn't. Um, but then you have those guys that are 
you know, our running back led the NAIA in rushing two years in a row, and he went and played overseas for so many years. He was featured in ESPN Magazine when we were there, you know. Um, he's from Owensboro. He's an amazing running back. Um, so we had those type of guys. I played against a team, um, Pikeville University, that had on one defense had three guys that have Super Bowl rings right now. It's insane, you know, the talent that you see out there. I played against Willie Williams, who was originally at Miami, and then he transferred to Louisville, and then he ended up at um, it was Union College, um, and he was big time player out of Florida. Um, just to see all the different talent that you at that level that you see. Um, I played against a guy that transferred from Ohio State, and he was a DB. I got to go against him. That was awesome. Uh, Who won that? He didn't want it. Uh, (laughs) But because I'm nothing to him. He's already been there. Right. I'm hungry, you know, so I'm I'm going at it. I'm going to show every play. And it wasn't – he's one of the guys that has a Super Bowl ring. He played for the Giants. Um, I want I every play I'm trying to get this this guy's real deal legit and yeah. it really and well, truly it, we're the same thing. I guess in in like you said he's already been there mm-hmm. so he's trying to just base it off of his talent and I'm not saying yeah. that he didn't have heart but you had you wanted it more like you said. I mean I wanted him. I wanted people to see. Yeah. Um you know that's just a, that's, that was me. Um I felt like I can compete I still feel like I can compete against anyone. I went one-on-ones with Trace Darrington the other day in practice. And I and I didn't have no cleats on. I slipped and fell. But I still, I still got the I still got the touchdown. But then he's like, "All right, now you guard me." And man, I tried to backpedal. That dude made me look so bad, you know. And that's and that's where we're at. Um, but I still feel like I can win anytime I get called out. It's like our three point contest coming up. Hey, I'm you up. So hey, it's still happening. Oh, it, it's going down. It's going down. Uh, so. We Taylor Taylor had that question about what happened after uh, college. I'm sorry to go back to that, but we didn't really get a straight. Uh, Why I didn't play football? No, no, no. no, no I, th- no, no I no. think like like what led you coming back this way to coaching? Is yeah, that, is that what? Like what made you want to be a coach? What that's a better way of wording. Okay. Yeah, that's the what easy I mean by answer it. is is football has always saved me from from everything. So I get I finish college, have a business degree, and I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. Um, I have no idea what, what is a business degree even. What can you do? What's well, a history degree for that matter? <laughs> <I mean, yeah. laughs> what can you do with that? You know, but I did that because I was struggling. I started out as a physical education teacher, and they're like, "You got to go and get this many hours, uh, observation hours during the day." And I'm like, "I said I got to be like a football. I got a meeting with foot. I can't do all this. And I'm not the best student there is." And you know, Missing class, missing practice, and not getting any observation hours. I'm like, what is going on? So I went to my advisor. I said, business degree. You just need to go go into business. This would be perfect for you. <laughs> and it was. I, it got me through. I went. I was. Uh, I was struggling, and I finished with a business degree, and then I graduated, and then I was like, okay, Brittany. So what do I do now? <laughs> um, um, trying to get jobs in a bank, and and this. This is not working out. I'm probably not going to be a good bank teller, you know. So I'm not personable enough. I am not talking to people. I don't really count money that fast. I'm just not <laughs> built for that. And I, uh, I come back. Um, I guess it was um, Jay. It was Austin Berry senior or Aaron Berry senior year, um, and just go to the Caldwell and Hopkins Central game at 
It was Hopkins Central at Caldwell, Crittenden versus Hopkins Central. And Coach Norris was like, here, you're standing on the sideline. Put this shirt on. And I'm in college now, so I have my big, humongous jean shorts. <laughs> Y'all remember <laughs> jean shorts? <laughs> you wore jorts? <sighs> Stop it. <laughs> It's a different time. They're, they're, we need to bring those back on Friday down nights. to the middle of my shin, and I'm out there with He's got me this coaching T-shirt on. I'm on the sideline, and he's like, you're with us. And I guess that he was getting me in. And um, I remember J.D. Y'all remember J.D. Oh, yeah. How he ran the ball. He was running wild, and he makes a cut and comes back across the field. The receiver is standing like just standing there, I'm making contact with the DB, but he's in between the DB. And I start running up the sideline, like, you got to attack him. And he doesn't. He just stands there, and that DB comes up and makes a tackle, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And then I hear Coach Hodge. Coach Hodge was coaching the receivers at that time, and he's coming sprinting down the sideline, but it was the high-pitched Coach Hodge that people, most people don't know about because he's kind of – he's aged. He's Grandpa Hodge now, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, no one remembers that guy that got real high pitched and just in your face and and, and he tore me up. So like, he's doing exactly what he's coached to do. And I'm like, no, he's not. But I haven't been there. Um, and it just kind of lit a fire in me. And Coach Starnes was like, you just make sure you're here every Friday. We'll figure it out. Um, and then I just said, oh, Brittany, we got to move back. And I moved back and I, started, I was subbing every day. They did a good job of keeping me in the building every day. And then Coach Carter at Union County. Uh, made, got me a job there Christmas after that football season, and then the rest is history. I think the first time I saw you in the building, I was still in school, and I think you were with the uh, guy I graduated with, Michael Thomas. I think you were seven uh, for the teacher that helped him out that day, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so. But that was the first time I remember seeing you back in the building. So, yeah. but um, well, like, I'm old. It, well, <laughs> he coached against me, you know. Mm. You know yeah. Dude, it just don't let him shoot it. Let him go shoot layups. Any, like, as soon, so you're in the program now, you know, Coach Tarns is into that. Yeah. Did you ever think of yourself as possibly taking the reins one day? No, I, I never wanted to be a head coach. I just knew that football always saved me. So when I couldn't, when I wasn't doing what I need to do with school or at home, you know, football always held me accountable. If I wanted to be able to do that, um, I had to do these other things. And, and then I get out of college if I can't find a job, I don't, I can't take care of myself. I'm married. Uh, I have a kid, you know, um, I'm working in a factory in the, uh, at night, you know, and football saved me. Coach Starnes brought me back and it got me a job to where I could do that all the time. Um, and that's why I say football always brings me back to Crittenden County. Um, and I mean, football football is just important to me. It's just what – it's what uh, – honestly, I guess that's what I am. I don't know. Did you, you play – go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you played basketball too yeah. in high school. Did you sure. ever contemplate – Trying to play basketball at the next level, or There's, you can't contemplate something yeah. you're not skilled <laughs> in. I mean, I am a I'm not much, saying you play. I am you a know. much better basketball player now than I was in high school. Mm. Um, Can you dunk now still? No. Sometimes. I mean, that's the easy answer. The last time I dunked it was three years ago, four years ago. When did Tyson? How many years is Tyson still out? Probably about three. All right, three years ago, he threw me a lob off the backboard, and I surprised myself. So. It happened. Was that on seven or eight foot? 
No, it was it was the real thing, not the goal that we're gonna that you're trying to have this little shooting competition. On. Uh, yeah, I I want to hit on the basketball too here in a little bit, but uh, what offense did you run at Union? Did you run the same that you run here? Um, no, um, it was a lot easier at Union County in the sense that I could be bad, um, and have a couple guys that could bail me out. And I'm not saying that we don't have those type guys, but. I'm talking about that guy that can run sideline to sideline to sideline and then take it to the house. So it, it was good for me to start there um, because those guys, um, they made me look better than I was. Um, I, I did a lot of stuff there, just like I do now. We get a, got into a lot of different sets, and I would call bad plays, and they would just they would fix it um, just because they're so fast, you know. The speed kills. Um, but being with those guys made me a better coach in the sense that so much different personalities over there. Um, that, you know, these kids I have now do anything for me. You know, they'll, they'll literally run. They will figure out how to break through a wall. Um, and, and those guys would too, but you had to learn how to gain that trust before you can do that. Here, those kids are raised, and I'm not saying they're not raised to do that yeah. there. I'm just saying you had to earn that trust. And, and these guys, it's the expectation that's just this is what mm. you're supposed to do. And and so it made me, it made me more of a player's coach. Um, and I'm I'm a bit clown. I like to joke around all the time. Um, those kids were probably a little more used to that than over here at Crittenden. Mm. You know, sometimes our, my kids are like, is he serious right now? <laughs> Am I going to have to fight him? <laughs> but, you know, I, I gained a lot from that. And, and, and really, Coach Carter, you know, he let me do a lot. He just let me figure it out. And, and, and I guess that's what prepared me. I mean, even when I came back over here, my, my intentions weren't necessarily to be the head coach. Um, it wasn't to probably – two years into the four that Coach Starnes had left that I'm like, okay, this might be something I want to do. I don't know if I want to coach under someone besides him, you know. I don't want someone to come in and, and take away and tell me what I can and can't do because I just don't work that way. Me and Coach Starnes are similar in those ways. I don't want someone telling me what I can and can't do. So I was like, well, I better figure this out and and start learning how to be a head coach because there's just a little bit more to it. Um, making sure that I, I stay politically correct all the time. Um, whereas before I had Coach Starnes or Coach Carter above me to to take care of me and not have to be yeah. that person all the time. So. Well, I mean, the face of a head coach has changed a lot since, like, whenever Coach Starnes started coaching. I mean, for example, this, you know, <laughs> just for beginners. But, I mean, you know, with social media and everything else, you have a, a lot more visible presence yeah. in the community than head coaches of the past. I mean, you know, 20 years ago, you would get on the radio on a Saturday morning for about an hour, and that'd be it, really, yeah. in terms of public relations anyway. That's the that's the, that's the the best thing. The radio's the best part because they don't see me. They don't see me when I'm over there <laughs> stumbling. And, um, when Chris has me out there on, on Thursday, stumbling, fumbling, everybody can see it. <laughs> and now he's got it. We're live. I'm like, yeah. Chris, no, I'm not ready for this. I'm not. <laughs> but... I enjoy doing that stuff now. I didn't at the beginning. Um, and Chris will tell you, um, I said yes, but he knew I meant no. 
Um, but he, he's another person that's helped me in my growth, um, being better. Um, and if you go back and you watch, um, those at the beginning, it probably wasn't that good. And I'm not saying they're good now, <laughs> but just go back and watch the difference. Um, you know, it's fun. I, I feel like it's good for the community to be so connected to our to our programs and have access to us, you know, and, and that's part of, you know, it's fun. It's kind of off topic, but you look at um, when we come here to play, our team is completely different. When you come play Crittenden County at Crittenden County, I'm telling you, I don't care who you are, you're in for a fight. But then you see us go to a trick county, it's not the same. It's, it's hard to get up for that, and then you see how we start. Um, I was going to tell Ev, Evan, he, he asked me probably, or said it four or five times on the air, he was like, it's so quiet. Mm-hmm, it's Man, weird. It was really weird. I had to think about, can I really get in these guys' tail right now? It was, I, said, I don't Trick County's going to come take me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you let a fire underneath them because things change after that. How yeah. much, How much? which I know you're going to be politically correct on this one too, but how much credit do you take for kind of transforming the atmosphere? At crit at crit in games specifically, oh, I, I don't do anything. All I all I did was when I was hired as part of as part of the question that you know that you're asked what what is, what is your vision for the program, and that was my answer. I want to party every Friday night, um, because you feed off of that, and our fan we have the best fans because they make sure they have fun. When we're on the road there, you can hear them. The problem is, is they're limiting us on what we can bring. Um, so it's a lot harder to have that party, party on the road. But at home, Vicky and Todd do a great job yeah. of keeping everybody in the game. And people just love it. And you can't ask for anything better than that. I mean, you can't compare that to any other high school program around here. And you can say, yeah, there might be, you know, McCracken may have a bigger crowd at their games. But I'm telling you, they're not jumping and off the chain like our people are. I mean, that's just it's a tough place to play. Yeah. yeah. And it, well, the, just the energy that it brings because it makes right on the field. Too. Yes. You feel it. You're right there. You. Yeah. That's it, the best. It, it part, just feels honestly. it's just different. It's a just track a different would, feeling. A track would destroy that. Yeah. Like Trick County, it was so which so quiet. I yeah. mean, man, they didn't have any music going much or nothing. And man, what's they're fuddy duds, as Avery would say. What's Friday night going to be like at Caverna? How quiet's that going to be? I don't know. I've never been there. Have you not? You never played up there? I've never played there. I played them here. I never had to make that trip. Really? I went up there one year with Brother Curtis. Josh was mm-hmm. playing. We went up there, and uh, I think it was a close game. I can't remember. I think Josh got a two-point conversion or something. We won, but yeah, yeah I know it was a long trip. It was a long trip. We're going to make it. So Ended up being a district game, too, which is just so... Yeah, it's wild, man. Yeah, we need to get Lyon and Livingston some football teams so we can play close. Yeah, I think Livingston's trying. Are they? Yeah. I know I saw something a couple of years ago. They were really trying to. They're trying to push it. Start it in the little league, and um, I guess that that would be hard to build a program from scratch, wouldn't it? I mean, like just financially. Financially, speaking, yeah. yeah. I mean, other than that, you get some kids out there and you and play, play football, Evan. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, from a money standpoint, <laughs> it'd be so hard to start a basketball team. <laughs> If we, man, I, we should probably have baseball here, but it's probably going to be hard to do. <laughs> the rules are not changing. Football is football. Eleven people. Let's go. Money's money. So, you take, trying, please take the mic from him. I've got. Well, it's been good so far. I got the mute button ready, but it, it's all right so far. I'm trying to think how to word this question because I don't want it to come out wrong. 
do you like do you enjoy the off season? Like how long do you take a break before you're automatically going into the next season? Which I know you say, well, it starts day one after, but you know, it starts with them lifting and stuff. But as for you, when does the mentality start building up? Like in terms of getting ready for the next one? That's a good question. Um, I guess Coach Clark knew that our superintendent Clark, that's weird. <laughs> I, I always say Coach Clark. Um I guess he knew that I needed to be distracted. Um, kind of put me in that AD role. So, I, you know, a lot of my focus goes to actually, you know, doing a better job with with those duties um, after football ends. But that's why you put together a great staff to make sure that your players are taken care of. Um, I guess the biggest thing, the blessing that we have is, you know, being at a small school, our guys play everything. So um, the majority of our guys will go to other sports, and the ones that don't, um, they get started right away. But you start feeling it as basketball ends, um, that that urgency to, okay, we got to start getting ready. What are we going to do? What do we have personnel-wise? What are we looking at? Um, I need to get this quarterback in here. He hasn't taken enough reps. You know, I need to start working with them, stuff like that. Um, and I'd say it's probably before basketball ends completely. Um, but in that February um, range, that's when you start feeling that sense of urgency. Um, so uh, After – after a game ends Friday night and and you know, it kind of settles down, are you going through like checking scores from local? Yeah, you know, like I'm sure district games. I probably then, start doing that before I get off the field on Friday. If you see me looking at my phone on the field, that's what I'm doing. I I don't. We we try to get the film uploaded as soon as possible and get that stuff going so we can get on to the next week. Um, especially Coach Courtney, he does so much, um, breaking teams down and putting checks in um, to make sure that he's uh, ready for anything that they might bring. Um, and we need to get going on to the next one, whether we win or lose. Um, you know, we try to fix our mistakes. Um, we don't let that go, but we don't spend as much time on the previous week as we do getting ready for the next opponent. And that's the mentality you have to have. You can't can't change what happened in the past you can you can fix it and make it better for the next go around so that's how we just start that preparation for the next week you said coach Courtney, we got to get him on the pod because yeah. yeah he's the he one did us a solid <laughs> he's got our backs yeah he's a he's a listener sometimes yeah no listened. he listens every time yeah. i said you need to stop listening to that nonsense Support and right and, and he he's the he's it's the heavy. reason it's not you guys okay. he's heavy. the reason that you sure. uh come on the pod right He's the reason. Like he talked to you. He said, "Don't back out, coach." Yeah. Why some, were you gonna back out? These are some solid dudes. Because I was trying. This. Let me. Okay. I need to be honest. I'm not having been completely honest. Uh, so once this you is told a lie free basement. I'm not gonna lie. You said you weren't being honest. I wasn't in your basement <laughs> when I s- mute him, <laughs> so I can get this out. Um, when you told me it was at Evans. First of all, I was like, I have no idea where that is. Um, I'm not going. <laughs> so then I text Gage, and I was trying to, you know, I guess we were going to get together, and he didn't respond. Typical. So <laughs> that's that's why I ended up coming. Oh, here. okay, all right. So Gage did. It's not you. far from from Gage's. So I mean, you yeah. know, and well, if he would have responded. I think I would have found a way out. So your defensive coordinator ditched you tonight. Today. Today, our days just or you could have got him up. with you and just brought him. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I was well, that was my backup plan, plan yeah. but then he was being he's just being slick when he woke up. He must have had a good nap. Yeah, <laughs> so you were gonna bring 
Coach Courtney. Yeah, I was. Okay. Me and him, we're like package duo. Yeah. So yeah. next time here soon, we'll just have both of y'all again. Well, so he doesn't get his own night. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he'll get his yeah. own night. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna time. get his own. But you can get him on here and talk about other sports. He, you know, he likes he talking about other things. Yeah. So I know you don't like follow the NFL and all no. that a whole lot. What about college? I know no. you're a Florida State Seminoles fan. Yeah, you can talk about it if you want to. <laughs> why? Why is that? Why? Why don't you like? I mean, I know you're focused on the Rockets and stuff. But is why it, don't I watch like NFL and stuff? Does I don't it, have time for that nonsense. That's what I, I mean. mean. I got to do all this breakdown. Avery's got games on the weekend. I can't be watching stuff on TV, or else I'm taking away from the guys. So yeah, um, when the season's over, I'll catch a few games. Or you know, Florida, Florida State game. I'll watch that. Um, I'll watch the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big. I'm a big LeBron fan. Lakers I wouldn't say five. a big LeBron fan. I actually got on to LeBron because of Kyrie. I'm more of a Kyrie mm. fan pre-LeBron. Yeah. I feel that. I'm not a Kyrie fan. We have something LeBron. in common. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. Stop. I have a Kyrie Irving jersey. You have a Bowflex. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, we knew would be the first thing that he mentioned when he when he came in the basement. Taylor called it. I did. It looks brand new. We keep, well, we like now, to hang on, let me back clean. up. The cruises keep everything in immaculate yeah. condition, so that's something you've got to keep in mind. He gets that honestly. It looks like it was just unpackaged. <laughs> yeah. yeah, about nine years ago. <laughs> God, it has been nine years ago, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been a long time. Jeez, it's been a long time. So this is the point where we talk about the Titans, guys. I know Coach Thompson's really excited about that. Oh, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> we can talk about Jameis about. if you want to. And how he's oh, yeah, how Jameis is third string behind Taysom Hill. What's their record? Two and two. Balling, <laughs> five hundred, five hundred, yeah, you know, yeah, but it, it's your team's Drew Brees not even playing this week. Don't talk to wait, me. No, 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 no. That's not official yet. I have a feeling it's going to happen. They, they didn't play. Had if they had no more, more they, we had one. There was two. We had one. It would end up only being one. Oh. Corey Davis. So if we don't have any tomorrow, I think they're going to let them back in because we had two days mm, before. Aren't they that. in trouble now? Because oh, it's yeah. It could be. It could be, could really be bad. There could be some punishment. At five twenty Central Standard Time on September thirtieth, um, they up, had a. Uh, I keep a, up with y'all's downfall. They practiced together at a uh, Metro Park near Belmont University. Tannehill was there. Sappho was there. DBs were there. Yeah, it could be a bad deal. Like they, they, they were talking possibly historic punishments. But they didn't tell them until like the day after the day. Was your coaching staff there? No, no. It was I was just, just the guys. It was a bunch of players got together. It was like all the all season they let them get together and like practice. Like Wait, they would, you know, that's all it was. When you say historical, you mean like like worse than the Patriots? So like could be taken like picks draft picks, money. money. I mean that's that's terrible, but like. When you say historic, I'm thinking like banning from postseason or something like that. I don't That'd know. Be I don't know. They just said his. They just said historic. I, I don't know what. But they, I think it'll. I think that's just kind of something. I think the know. thing. The thing was if if there was a specific guy, Troy Vincent. And I'm not sure what role he has in the league, but they said if he told them not to meet, then it's gonna get ugly. So we'll see. And besides, the Bills game is gonna be ugly anyway. You don't have your. Yeah. If, if AJ Brown doesn't play, then you have your you're at your three top yeah. uh, receivers, two of your best defensive linemen. This is the most Titans thing. It's ever, gonna get ugly. Oh, I know. You go. You're yeah, three and zero, and then that happens. But I'm not, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me at this point. Like it's like what I was waiting think, on something. Boo hoo. <laughs> At least Coach Cordy is a big Titans fan, that's right, so he'll that's right. be he'll be riding with yeah, us. Yeah, sure. So did, Coach did you did you watch um, any of the Titans playoff run last year? No. 
You didn't even watch the pay, uh, Chiefs Titans game, the AC Championship game. No. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I did not watch it. I watched the Super Bowl. I don't care about that. I'm just saying. You, you're asking me what I watch. You ask me like, do I watch sports? Do I look? What do I watch? He golfs. He's getting oh, into golf. Yes. Oh, golf yeah. You got a Charles Barkley swing. He's, he's got a great co- golf coach. You no, know, it's not a Charles Barkley. I'm a little smoother than that. <laughs> it is. It but is. it's not. It's not where it needs to be. But I'm working on it. Okay. I've hired some help. Yeah. Um, you got a great golf coach. You know, a great swing coach. Yes. It's getting there. He's come a long way in one summer. So, I mean, yeah. you know, his goal is to be pro by the end of the summer. I was going to say, this could we, be we the next step. Yeah. This could be the next step. It's coming. Give him three years and he'll be Tiger Woods. That's too long. It's, it's too, too long. long. <laughs> way too long. Not a very patient. That I, I think I've broken too many clubs this summer. Yeah. Yeah, it's not happens. a good thing. Oh, like over your knee? No. Or just, <laughs> I wish. Just swinging. He's just so strong, you know. <laughs> one time I hit. Well, I think the ball went further than the club head. The one but the club head went really far. <laughs> <laughs> that one was like one of his best shots, and he looks down and he's like, he has both of them in his hand. He's like, so this broke. Yeah. It's too much strength, too much ball Mine, flexing. Mine's usually over the knee. I think my record's three clubs in a season, probably. Oh, my gosh. I just don't golf. Into a pond. Don't have the patience. Into the woods. Brittany's definitely not replacing that guy. Yeah, so I can't no, he do can't that. be doing that. We're trying to. He did get in the driver. That's pretty sweet. I did. I did. Get it. Yeah. So, is that your hobby? Um, other than, I mean, like I know you're a football coach. What's your hobbies? I don't know. It's weird. I don't have time. I don't. I'm, seriously, I I get done with football season and I go hoop a little bit, basketball, <laughs> and I make basketball games every night. Uh, I don't know. I know. Well, you coach Avery's team, right? And yeah. So, like, kind of, what, yeah, what's the difference? I'm a basketball yeah. coach. What's the differences now. in coaching football and basketball? That's real big. Uh, or what does it help you in one or the other? Or no, wait. Yeah. So I coach basketball. Yeah. Um, especially when I came back here and coached under Coach Hodge for a little while. So the highest level of basketball I've coached and actually coached the game would be a JV game, and. It goes too fast. You have to be, you have to be quick on your toes. Um, football, you get that that forty seconds in between every play, um, and it gives you time to think. Um, you know, a lot of times I just sit there and spend my forty seconds thinking, and then I just run the same play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's the easy thing to do, um, but. In basketball, you don't have that time. It's continuous. It's fast-paced. And even if you're a slow-it-down-and-go-slow team, it's just continuous. You don't have that time to think. You don't have that time to coach. Um, so, it's it, to me, it's more difficult. Um, but I'm a football guy. You know, if I was a basketball guy, I'd probably say it's easier. Um, but um, I don't like basketball um, at all, actually. <laughs> It's, uh, like you just you just playing it, coaching like it, play it, just because I like to play basketball. Probably because yeah. Ave is big basketball, so that's yeah. Nice. And I I love to watch Avery play basketball. Yeah. I love supporting our kids playing basketball, but like I, yeah. no, I don't get it. Like I played basketball because that's what my friends did after football season. So I went and played basketball. I sucked. I was terrible. <laughs> um, I, I I was a defensive guy. I'm gonna hustle and run all over the court, make steals and blow layups. You know that was me, <laughs> um, and I did it well. 
but um, it's, just, it's a skilled sport. You know, football, you don't have to have a specific skill set. If you're going to get after it, you know, you can play it. Basketball, you can't just run out there and get after it and think you're going to be a good basketball player. You have to uh, spend a lot of time perfecting a skill. Um, so I spent a lot of years hating it because I couldn't perfect it. Um, but, you know, Avery loves it. Um, I think Avery loves whatever's in season, though, so it's hard to say. But he loves it. He's, he's, he's extremely skilled at it, and um, hopefully he continues to improve. Um, but I like to watch him play. What's his favorite, football or basketball? Whatever's in season. Just whatever yeah. it is. You know, that's how I think all the mm-hmm. young kids are. Whatever's in that moment, yeah. it's that's the big thing. I, I don't – I honestly don't know. I don't know. If he had a football game and a basketball game at the same time, I don't know what he'd pick. <laughs> I know it would be easier for him to ball out and be on the football field, <laughs> you know. You just go out there, show up, and be an athlete, you know. You don't have to have that skill. When you go to the basketball court, you have to be on. Yeah. Yeah, that's – I mean, you might be able to have a 40-inch vertical mm-hmm. in basketball, but if you can't dribble and shoot, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you doing out there? I mean, like Hamadou Hamid- Diallo that played for Kentucky, Duke could jump out the gym, but, man, he couldn't shoot to save his life. Mm-hmm. And he didn't He didn't have a lot of success at yeah. Kentucky. Avery spends a lot of time perfecting um, those things. He's a, he's a head case. If he doesn't feel like he can do something or wants to do something, um, he's going to go and spend a lot of time doing it, so – He's different than me. Just wired a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, definitely that. <laughs> I mean, I just got frustrated with him and didn't want to do it, whereas he's just going to go do it over he's, and over and over again. Yeah. Well, That's this probably a little more of his mom. The, this is the kinda, good thing that she gave him. Yeah. This is kind of random. Because I wanted to ask it earlier, but uh, we kind of went off topic. But So when you came back to Crittenden under Coach Starnes, mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, when I didn't play football in high school, but I went to a lot of the games because all my buddies did. Mm-hmm. And we were base, we were very run, run heavy, like, maybe through, you know, five passes a game. So, when you come back and you start being the offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. like, did he let you start putting in your own stuff, or how oh, long yeah. did it take to? I, man, that's, that's actually a really good question. Um, when he decided to turn it over to me, I'm like, okay, this is great. So I sit there and I take his playbook and I break it down and convert it to be able to run a spread offense, a multi-set spread, so we can still do the big stuff like we do now, kind of, and do it all in his terminology. He's like, no, if you're going to do it, we just need to go to the system. (laughs) So I spend months breaking his playbook down and, and presenting him something different in his lingo and he looks at it for like five minutes and then says, let's just go get the system and we'll go this weekend. And, and, <laughs> and that was uh, it. That it was it. it. And that's what we've been the system ever since. <laughs> I actually was anti-system. I hated it. I thought it was stupid. Um, the Tony you, Franklin system. Yeah. And I was like, why would you pay all this money to go and do something or get a playbook that you can just do? I mean, mm-hmm. but it's so much more than just uh, some plays, you know, just uh, the access you have to him and his staff and and all the wisdom and years of uh, experience that they they pour out into these coaches. And, you know, you, you're investing in the kids is what you're doing because, um, you know, each week I can send off the film and they'll, they'll break it down 
but they'll not only break you down, but they'll break down your opponent, upcoming opponent. And, you know, you're looking at your game plan and what you thought would be there, and they might catch something that that you didn't see or something that you could take advantage of. And when you start playing those tougher opponents, that's invaluable. So, um, you know, it, it's actually awesome. So did you want to go to the spread because of – what you played in college or just because that's kind of the way football was, was I wanted progressing to go now? to the spread because Nick Castiller. Okay. Um, y'all remember Nick. Um, Nick was a weird little boy um, that had so much talent. Um, we fixed his throwing motion his junior year, and I already knew he could run. Um, and that's what fit him. Um, so the things we could do if we spread the field out with him. Um was something that I, I was like, we got to do this. But the thing about it is, is Coach Starnes always did that when he had quarterbacks like that. So it wouldn't have been something that didn't happen. Nick kind of grew into it his junior year and really surprised us. Um, so we had to go full in on a senior year, and, and he was the first quarterback in our system years. Um, and really, you know, the way we've evolved now – a guy like Nick would really open up the offense's mm-hmm. ability to throw and be a drop-back passer, but also his ability to run. And yeah. most oftentimes our best running option mm-hmm. um, when he played. So, you know, a guy like that really opens well, up the spread. What's the biggest challenge when you go from, like, you went from Nick to Hunter? Or was it – or to uh, Hunter Boone? There's not much of a challenge when you go to Hunter Boone anytime. You can just – You know, Hunter – I mean, he could throw any ball yeah, and, exactly. and knew he could. Um, and he was confident as a freshman. I remember, it's, I don't know if Hunter would want me to tell it, but we were walking. I wasn't walking with him. We'd always do a crossbar challenge. We'd stand up there and we'd throw after special teams practice, throw the ball at the crossbar so he would hit it first. Hunter, Hunter's a freshman and Nick's a senior. Where are y'all throwing it from? Uh, 35, 40, somewhere in there. Wherever Nick was filling it, it was his show. <laughs> um and we're walking in after that. I was behind him, and Hunter just told him, he's like, you know, I'm going to take your position, Nick. <laughs> and it was like casual. Yeah, it Nick was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, <coughs> but it was, uh, I don't know, it was awesome. You, and you let Hunter have a lot of uh, control up at the line of scrimmage, right? Like, I mean, Hunter, I mean, Hunter understood making checks and changing things. Um so he would he would change routes sometimes, uh, but I don't I don't know too many times he necessarily changed the play. If he did, he did. I I can't question what he sees out there. Yeah. So I and I'm the same way now. If Crowder goes up and changes the play because he sees something, he saw something. I mean, is he gonna lie to me? He knows that I have the film, I have both angles. So I got to trust him. If I trust him to be the guy. I got to trust him. So I don't. I don't do that. You know, people see me tearing the quarterbacks all the time, but they really have more freedom than anybody. So, Would, would you been the head coach? You still call <clears throat> plays, right? I do. Like, how much more of a challenge is that? Do you wish you would have somebody that would do that, or would you rather still call plays? I don't know. Um, Austin could call the offense. Um, you know, his thing is, is, is being there all the time. With you. Um, having to work another job. He's a guy that can call it. Aaron could call the offense. Um, hey, J-Rod, J-Rod and Qualls, yeah. they both called. Um, so, I mean, we got guys that could call it. Gage could call the offense. It's just going out there and doing what you feel, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, I look at a little film and make sure that make sure you know what the defense is going to do in certain situations. But other than that, just go out there and do what you feel and do what do what your guys can do. It doesn't matter what what you think you see. If your guys can't do it, you got to be able to do what you can do. So often, you know, you you go into a game with a game plan, and then you fall into this is what we can do, and this is what we're going to give ourselves the best opportunity to win. So. It's what you do. Yeah. Do you try and game – when are you game planning? Do you game plan for, like you said, is it based off what my skill set of my guys are or do both. you try and look at both? Both. So, I, I, what I do is now, because I, I just hit a gnat, just so you know. <laughs> <coughs> I swear I did. It was flying right here. And then no, I, see, no, I saw it. I saw, <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give witness. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you got down here. That's not real fruit. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to hit Megan up about that. Cause. I already got her on the door piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the question? About, no, so like when you're game planning, do you game uh, plans for so, your guys or for the defense? Or uh, both. Um, so my my call sheet, the big piece of white paper that I carry around, <laughs> the big one, it's big because I put a lot of different things into one. Um all it is is reminders. Um, I try to go in and, and call a game by feel, and I've done a better job this year making sure that I have situations on mm -hmm. that, and that's really Nick. Nick knows me probably better than anybody as far as a football coach because we spend a lot of time together. Um, and, and he took what he knows how my mind works, and he made a sheet um, that, that keeps me organized, which I didn't do before. Um, you know, we've been a wristband team, so all we had was – the plays that yeah, match yeah. the wristband so I can call a play. And you're really handcuffed to what you have on the wristband. Nick allowed us to get the wristbands off, and we haven't called on wristband. The kids just know our we have probably six runs now, um, four screens. We, uh, we have sprint out play action, four pass plays, three quick games, so seven total pass plays, and that's it. And there's, there's, is there different – Route options on those, like with the receivers? Uh, no, I can tag a route on anything. So we do have a route tree, but as far as plays go, we don't have any plays because I, I was handcuffed. But I can go and I can change a formation. I can go from a, a two-by-two two set to a trip set, and it's a whole new play, but it's really the same play. So it just looks a little different. Yeah, there. so that's why we change up our formation so much. and. And that's why you see Qual signaling so much. He's making checks. He's adding to the play. So we do a lot of formations and, and we do some checks. But we try to keep it simple so that we don't – the kids can remember. So I was going to say, so it's pretty it, – it sounds simple. I mean, I'm sure it can get confusing Even at times. Even you could do it. But <laughs> so whenever you're watching film and you're watching a, a defense out there and you see something you like and you mm -hmm. go attack it and then, you, and then Friday night comes and you're in the game and, and they're, in, they're set up – how how you saw it on film are you uh did you see how many points we put up I, that's what i'm saying <laughs> like like are you calling a, a player or whatever and you're like oh this this is six right here so you know what our kryptonite uh, critton county is if you load the box up and you take the runaway you know that and that's what they were set up to do they're going to play cover zero and they were going to put as many guys in the box as possible and that's just what they do so their strength on defense was loading the box up and we can cover you we are Critton County. We know our weakness, and we mm -hmm. know so when we see that man, a team that's going to man us up, we have to be able to win against man. So we practice that all the time. Every day we spend a, a perfect drill every day working on man. 
So when a team runs man, we're ready. So we might see man one time this whole year, but you see what happened. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we—that's the mentality is we worked at every day, and that's what happened. A few little fifty-six points later plays. Well, no, let's not forget the defense scored one too. Hey, that's right, Caden with the pick six. What? What? Uh, the the slow starts on offense like i know i know we haven't scored on a first drive this year and it, it just kind of takes a, just a little bit to get going what do you attribute that to nerves you know and often you know we're not a good first down team um and, and that's on me um i gotta do a better job of giving us plays that we can win on first down or making the reads easier um, so that we can win on first down. And then also not having them so hyped up that we get a penalty or are so low that they have a misassignment, you know, just having them even kill ready to go. Um, so that's it. It's you, easy. you say making the right read. You're talking RPO, whether to run or pass, or are you talking – like how many, how many reads does Luke have when he drops back to pass? Depends what we call. I mean, it depends. It really does, you know. Sometimes I'll give them a front side RPO and a back side RPO. Front side would be a pre-snap RPO, and back side would be something that he's reading as the play goes. Um, and there, I mean, there's a few things that he that would be like a front side read while he's reading. Am I giving this or not? Um, but then you have passes. You know, you got five guys out in routes. So, so I know, like in the Union game, there was like. You, you kind of – you got that flag for – you kind of hyping them up. And I was like – I was rooting for you because I, I love seeing that. I Like, so when you're in a game and you kind of see that you maybe need to get your guys up a little bit or something, do you do you tend to try and get a little extra to get them riled up? Or were you just, you know, just honestly was just super mad at the, the call? I was super mad. Um, and I was mad because of the explanation that I was given. It's. I don't know if I would risk getting a penalty yeah. to hype up the guy. You know, in basketball, yeah. heck yeah, you're ca- you yeah, get you get a technical. technical. Yeah, we yeah, don't do that. Um, everybody, look at me for a second because the guys are gonna love this. Yeah. You know, what I'm it's it's not necessarily that in football because it could very easily be two. Um, yeah. And I guess that could happen in basketball. But if a guy, if a official is running up the sideline and trips over one of your coaches. It could be that easy, that being your second one and you're gone. Yeah. So I, when it's in other people's hands, you got to be careful. Oh, yeah. But I was mad. And, and the I, backstory on this was Bryson Baker had a big run down the sidelines, and yes. and the the ref they called it a personal foul, right, on us. It was for, on Tyler, wasn't it? For blocking. Blocking. Okay. I just yes. wanted to give a little backstory there. All right. Yes. And his explanation was it wasn't a football play. And that's when I lost it because that's insane. Um, now, if he would have told me he was late, I couldn't say anything. That's legit. Oh, it was after the whistle. Tell me it wasn't a football play. My guy went and hit this guy in the chest face-to-face. Nothing dirty. <laughs> no, it wasn't. A, ahead of the ball that was still running. And he says it's not a football play. 
made absolutely no sense, and it didn't look right. You know, this is after we had gotten a penalty because Caden turned around to his guys yeah. and flexed yeah. after, he, after he made a tackle. And I watch T-Bone do that every time he makes a tackle. Every time. Mm-hmm. If he makes a tackle, he flexes. Mm-hmm. I watched their kid, Union County's kid, catch a ball, a post across the middle of the field, and got up and did the same flex all the way across the field while running to the sideline. I told you, Coach. I told you. I told you. I told you. But Caden turns around and goes to his side and and gets the penalty. And then we get this, and stuff's not making sense. And then T-Bone peels back on a guy that's about to make a tackle, which by definition, it should have been a flag. But, you know, those are all judgment calls, and your explanation is very important if you're going to give me a judgment call that is affecting my team and their ability to go out and play football. And I didn't feel like the explanations were – or good yeah. enough. Yeah. So it was they called it a blindside hit or Which hit on one? hit on the defenses the one where you got the penalty. On so T Bone peeling back. Yeah. Um yes. He was defensive player and by role he was. Right. Um T Bone has to lead with his hands there. Um would he go but shoulder? In that situation when you're trying to get in that small gap, that guy's literally about to make the play. You know, yeah. that's tough. I would tell T Bone to do it that way a thousand times and make that official call that a thousand times. Yeah. Um and they should by rule. Um, but it's all about how you're going to explain it to me afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to fight for my guys every time, and they know that. And that's why they they can go out and play football and be free. Talk to you about the Murray game. Come out in that game and, and just totally, totally different uh, feel to that game. Obviously the first home game of the season, but you I mean, y'all, y'all, took all it, your questions. y'all took it to Murray that night. I mean, it was – and especially in that second half. I mean, you just beat them up, physically beat them up. Yeah. Once, I mean, like I said, it's a hard place to play, first of all. And second of all, our kids, they went out and played. Um, they weren't afraid. Um, you know, typically you get those teams, your Murrays, your Mayfields, your Caldwells, the name on their chest is, is sometimes enough. And I think that we're old enough and been successful long enough that our kids are starting to not be that way. And I, th- I think they just – they take it personal when 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 people don't think they have a chance, um, and I do too. I mean that's disrespectful, especially as many guys as we have on our team that can that are big time players, you know, and and just the way our team is built, you know, me- mentally and physically, and the way we just get after you to tell us we don't have a chance, um, and that's ridiculous. You There's s- always a chance. That's why you play the game. You said the, like the names on the you know Murray Mayfield yeah. all that. Do you think, and before you answer this, let me clarify. Do you think that that name being Critton on the front is going to have that sort of effect on people? I know it probably does on some schools, but. No, I, I don't because you know, it's the, no matter how successful we are, there's a team that will, that will come in our place and say it's just Critton County. It shouldn't be happening. Uh, I mean, you hear that stuff. but How do you get past that? Can you get you past continue that? continue to smack them in the mouth. And that, and that's the mentality. That's why we got the chain, the Punisher chain. You know that that to have to take that mentality. So when you want something, as a coach, you got to figure out a way to make it something that, that is worth it. So you know, with turnovers, Coach Courtney came in. So we have to get turnovers. We get turnovers on defense that will change our defense. So we spent all that. You know, we got the turnover belt and turnover uh, trash can things that are fun to those kids, and they get to go and take part in all that and the excitement that comes from that change our defense you know now all of a sudden our defense flies around and plays at a whole nother level so our thing was is now we don't 
we've lost the third round of the playoffs the last three years, and it's when when a team came and brought it to us. So that's not our mentality anymore. So Austin, you know, when he was getting the stuff taken care of um, for the field on the on the far side, as far as the press box, and he was getting that medal works, he gave him that Punisher. Um, I guess we'll call it a charm with yeah. our logo in it. Man, let's make a chain out of that. And then just that, that clicked, and now you just see now we're trying to trying to take people's heads off out there and just going out there and flexing our muscles and being the aggressor as opposed to waiting for something to bring it to us. And, and that, that's been my thing since the end of last season. We get to that team that's more physical than us, and then we're done. We're going to always be the most physical team, or at least we're going to go out with that mentality that we are until someone just comes and just is – Legit more mm-hmm. physical than us. So, if you believe that you're that, then you're that. So, mm-hmm. it's that's the big part. Well, Murray's coach come out and said that mm-hmm. uh, you probably saw it, but I don't know if you yeah. did or not. But he was saying that the Crittenden County team that he faced was probably the was the most physical team that he's ever coached against. Like, yeah. is that? I mean, that's probably yeah, the best compliment the, you can get. Yeah, that's what. Those are the things you want to hear because now you ask is can you change that mentality. And that's how it starts. You get those coaches to they believe it. So now they're telling their kids when they come to play Crittenden County, you know, this, I'm telling you guys, um, you know, me and Kobe Lewis, he's uh old coach at Trigg. That's the one thing that he talks about all the time is how physical we are. And he knows his kids know when they come and play us, it's going to be a fight. Um, and that's what you want to get those guys talking that way. And over time, eventually, that's what it becomes. And I, re- I remember back in the day when I went and watched when I was in middle school watching those Crittenden County football teams, they were physical. They flew around and they hit people and they had fun hitting people, and that was the biggest thing. So to me, it looked like they were having a party out there, and that's where it all came from, is watching the 99 team um, every Friday night look like they were having a party on the field. So that's that's where it all came from, and we're finally getting to that point. So hopefully we can continue this season so we can see the difference it's made for us. This, would you mindset, would you say man. this defense is the best that since you've been there? <clears throat> Are we talking like all? Well, just just as your tenure on the on the coaching staff. Oh, I mean, yeah, easily. For sure, yes. What about at, all the way back to your playing days and? Uh, and we know the game has changed something yeah. in terms of that, but. I mean, I guess you could say phys- talent's yeah, phys- talent, physical, Physic- physicality's yeah. physicality. Yeah. We didn't have a, a defense built like this, defense, right? And and the ability to run like this defense, um, but there's been some big time players, you know. And something that would completely set this defense off is have a guy like TK um, mm-hmm. Roman being a safety, like when he played, you know, a guy like that, or Josh Cozart playing. Uh, middle linebacker, even though we have T-Bone, but, you know, just that big physical stature, those those things like that. There's been guys to say yeah. that, are, is this, are they better? I don't know, yeah. you know. Yeah. But what I can tell you is that this defense is going to put on a show every Friday. Mm. So. Yeah, they, they – they've showed That's up like me saying that this team would would beat us and i ain't mm-hmm. ever losing a football game you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm you know i i'm gonna take my squad and yeah. we're gonna I, we're gonna score coach courtney i'm sorry you know but he would say that too um so to say that it's the best one i don't did he ask that he did yeah, yeah. see <laughs> that's another check mark in the <laughs> dumb question hey, hey. <laughs> 
In sports, I mean, you compare things. That's just how it is. Okay. That's how it is. I mean, like, <laughs> well, let's compare you to some other Rockets that have been. I'm just kidding. The best one. That's that's why I'm not going to do it. Yeah. That's what I'm supposed to say. I know. Yeah. I don't you know that's say, what you, you don't say, say yourself, you know. You're yeah. <laughs> so, this year, and I've noticed it more probably than previous years, but Braxton this year has made some – with the punt, like oh just, goodness. I mean, is that something that you kind of talk to him about and help him with? Or is no, that just, that's uh, I have nothing to do with that. Yeah. I mean, they just, yeah, <laughs> I just, I wish I did. It'd be yeah, I mean, great he's to made, take credit over that. That's a huge turnaround. But every good every game we played, he's had one punt yeah. that's really changed or you know affected. Yeah, it had the a game. big effect on the game. Yeah. It's funny, yeah. y'all watch warm ups, watch me warm ups. I usually get there that early. But. That first game we're at Caldwell, and. I mean, he's kicking outside his foot every time. I'm down there tearing him up. Get out of your head. What is wrong with you? you think you've been doing this. This is insane. Why are you acting this way? Like, come on, man. We're about to play. Then he gets in the game and it's kaboom. You yeah. know, it's like, I'll never mess with you again. Yeah. You just do you. You just do you. I mean, you can, sometimes the kick, just can, he's got it. Yeah. The lights come on and, and he's done it. But the big thing with Braxton is there's so many things he can do on our punt, our rugby, so many things. Last year, I was nervous when we punt because yeah. there's so many decisions that he could make that could be the wrong decision on any given play. He's made the right decision every time. Yeah. You know, I've called fakes that he's he said, no, we had to just it. let it be. Yeah, because yeah, it wasn't there. And, you know, sometimes I'm an emotional play caller and I'll do something because I'm mad. And, and he's fixed those moments where in the past he wouldn't have done that. So, yeah. so. Piggybacking off of that a little bit, so if something happens in the game and it and it ticks you off, that you that flows into to how you call the next play, maybe. Yeah, for sure. If if I if I feel like we need to get physical, someone's the players running in his mouth, and we need to go at them. We're gonna go at them. Um, I I try to lift through the kids. You know, I I try to feel what they're feeling. So you, that's how you know what can we do or do we need to calm down? We're <laughs> we're a little too uh, upright here. And no, but the guys do a good job of, of taking care of me and let me know when I need to calm down and and, and not get too into it. Remember, coach, we can't get too high and we can't get too low. <laughs> hey. We're at an hour and a half. So. Oh my goodness! Oh, wow. It's a quick hour and a half. Probably the best it's, hour it's, and a half. It's, it's painful. It's pain, painful. Wow, yes. painless. I, it's no, painless. I agree with the first one. Sometimes <laughs> listeners to was, speak. <laughs> but here's the thing, though: we tricked Coach into listening to a whole episode. That's it. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And now we're gonna hit the bow flex. Yep. <laughs> um, Maybe we need to video the shooting competition so that yeah. everyone knows. Here we go. I will win. I'm just gonna let my yeah, shoot and do the talking. Yeah, you both. I've seen you both play. It's gonna be Devin. Stop it. It's gonna be a little closer. You're trying to be nice to your friend. Devin's okay. my height no, man. Well, yeah. like, okay, so I've seen Devin shoot. I mean, your game is like you can obviously shoot, but you're like you got that quick first step, that spin move on the drive. That's like your go-to. He wants to race me too. We're gonna the do race that thing. Too. Yeah, I don't know. You, you still got you know. I seen you out there the other Friday night. Oh, you now you're this. doubting me. Oh. Okay, all right, all right. I'm staying down the middle. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, race or shooting? I'm gonna win it all, but I just want I'm gonna to win it on all. a race. I don't know. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen you run. I and I and the, the line front. The, yeah. The, oh no, I have. I've seen you run plenty of times actually. <laughs> yeah, Let me take yeah, that back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shooting. 
Evan's a pretty good shooter. I can't wait. I, well, Coach Thompson's pretty solid too, but it, that's, it's it's close. It's gonna be. It, it, I will say this: I it will him. be close. No, it will be close. No. The, the only thing the only thing here is Coach Thompson has a gym in his backyard. I do not. So that's excuses, that man. Excuse? Well, it's excuses, absolutely not an excuse. He's getting shots up every night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not practicing for you, Evan. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you get bored and you don't want to stay in the house, let me just go out and shoot um, back here. You know. No. I'm done exercising. The real question. This is the real question. Real question of the night. Will you be back sometime on this? Are you sometime. Asking? sometime. He already said yes, so in the beginning. He I think he slipped I, up he there. If we, if we video Evan on the boat flex, <laughs> I'll be back. Evan, you got to take one for the team, man. You got to take one for the I'm team. I'm taking one. I'll sure. bring Coach Courtney doing a, with me. Doing a, what a, He's, he's not come, coming. He's coming. Oh, him. he will. He'll come. Oh. He'll come, and then we'll get you guys both together. After, after the season's over. The Bowflex? No, people, you come people in. People have to see this. <laughs> no. They have to see your workout regimen. No. You, might, you might change someone's life. No. Nah. I'm good. Maybe this Bowflex. could be your good. calling all along. Bowflex will hit us good. with a sponsorship. We'll get sponsored by Bowflex. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> your buys, man. You got to show that off. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to need to not do that. So, I guess. I, I don't know what the answer is. It's all in your court, Evan. Evan. Yeah, it's going to be in Coach Thompson's oh court when gosh. I beat him in the three-point competition. Okay, that's what we can put it on. Oh, there you okay, go. there we go. Like Works it. for me. If Evan, win, if Evan wins a contest, then you'll come back after the season. We'll let you focus on the season. Okay. <laughs> Deal. And hopefully it's a long way down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Sometime mid-December. There you go. There you go. Works for me. I'm down. All right. That sounds, sounds, if he beats me. <laughs> Either way, you're coming back. Play the music. Okay, I, got, I got it. It's starting. Coach, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank we you. Really, we really do. It was awesome. fun, man. Thanks. Was it? Yeah, I enjoyed right. it. Except for when he asks his dumb questions. <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening. Devin. Rate, review, subscribe. Leave five stars. Leave a comment. We'll read it. You know, all the all the routine. Yep. Share it. Get get the word out on this one because we want everybody to listen to this one. Yep. So I think I think the listens will be up this time around. I have a feeling. Call me crazy, but anyway, again, thank you, coach. Appreciate it. You guys have a great well, whatever day we put this on. There you go.